Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And we are here for our third episode of Enneapalooza. Eden Speaks has been focusing on the Enneagram for December, and we've been having such a great time. And we have three guests with us today, which I'm so excited to introduce you to. First up, Maddie Schwant. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being here. Alyssa McLeod, my daughter. Yes. (laughs) And Elizabeth Lawson, not to be confused with Johnson, because you are married now. Yes, this is true. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) That was for my own own benefit. (laughs) So today we are going to be talking to these precious young adults about, of course, the Enneagram, but we're going to focus specifically, eventually anyway, in this episode on being mistyped. Mm Mm-hmm something you all three have experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're super excited to hear a little bit about that because I think it matters. It really, really matters <laughs> a yeah. lot. And it can happen to anybody. So yeah. but we like your uh, take on it and just how we've watched you guys kind of process through it and work from one side to the other and um, just kind of develop who you are out of this Enneagram and get to know it in light of who Christ says you are and what he did for you says you are. Um, and so we're really excited to hear all about that and just, just think you're so precious and can't wait to learn from you. Yep. Anything to add aim? No, I think that you covered, nice. covered all the okay. themes. Just excited <laughs> yeah. to hear each of their, their stories. Yeah. yeah. So we want to kind of start that way. We want to just say like, where did you first hear about the Enneagram? What was your, what's been in your experience? Um, it's a journey like with yeah. just being exposed to it and what caught your attention with it and what made you want to dig in. Yeah. Yeah. I distinctly remember sophomore year in my chemistry class. I would, <laughs> I would be sitting in class and um, one of my best friends was in that class. And I think I was reading maybe Road Back to You. Is that the Ian Morgan Cron one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I was reading that book and her and I were just like going through the numbers like and sort of browsing through. And at that point, I had like been talking with you, mom, about it. Um, I don't know when I first like really heard about it or when I first like got interested in it. Um, But yeah, sophomore year, I think, Mm -hmm. was when I really started like reading Mm -hmm. for myself Mm -hmm. and like. Um, doing the test multiple times, like, you know, trying to figure it (laughs) out. Um, Yeah. And really just learning about it. And then, yeah, my junior year, I was in AP Lang and I gave a TED talk on Mm -hmm. like the history behind the Enneagram, I remember. Um, 
because I was just really excited about it. And I thought like the background of like the sign and all those things that you guys talked about in your first episode, I know um, that stuff is really important to know about it too. So yeah, I just wanted to know like the ins and outs of it really. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that too. And I remember thinking, no, you do not need to, (laughs) you do not need to explore this too much because you, I felt like, I mean, you know, kind of being young, I mean, you were still in high school and it's kind of like, oh gosh, I'm not sure how great that is because of this whole idea of being kind of mistyped or you can Mm -hmm. kind of like pigeonhole yourself or whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, just wait, just wait. But you definitely, I also remember you being really interested in that and having lots of conversations where I remember always being like, oh, you'll figure it out. Right. Just wait. Right. And I was like, no, I (laughs) know right now. (laughs) I'm like, okay, mom, behind your back. (laughs) Mom doesn't know anything. Why does she know? (laughs) So where did you end up landing with your number? Yes. So I I landed as a two. um, And I really was never sure about a wing. I think I Mm. said like wing three, you know, but um, I landed as a two, which was the helper, the giver. Um, I was like, yes, I'm totally that. I'm that (laughs) like bubbly person that everyone loves and that I'm just, you know, I'm a servant and I care about people. And so it made sense, like Mm -hmm. all the things externally about a two Mm -hmm. that was said um, about me by friends, by teachers, by, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the people around me. Um, I was like, oh, well, that fits exactly with this description. Mm -hmm. That must be who I am. It Mm -hmm. must be my identity, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it made sense to you. It did. And that you could really like in your brain be like, yes. Yep. That checks all the boxes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. About you, Mads. Yeah, I um I don't remember like when it started, like where I was at, yeah. maybe even what grade I was in, because I know that I was in high school, probably my senior year, um, because you were mm-hmm. you were a sophomore when yeah. I was a senior. Yeah, so I think it was my senior year, and um one of my roommates and my best friend Colby, she um started learning a lot about it and I was just as of what she was learning I was hearing a lot about it too mm-hmm. I was like well that's interesting and that kind of sounds like something that I would do in this kind of situation and um it really struck me because I it gave me a lot of words for things that I don't think that I could come up on like mm-hmm. come up with on my own Absolutely. even if they weren't what I was feeling or like things that um, I related mm-hmm. to it was just like words and descriptions of other people like mm-hmm. that I notice, and because like being like intuitive to other people, like I can see that that's happening, but I wouldn't ever know how to put that in words. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what was really cool to me. And just to understand other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I originally, when I read about it and these things were actually given to me, um, I didn't really do all of the research on my own. Mm-hmm. There were articles sent to me about, um, type six Mm -hmm. and even with the subtypes as far as like that deep Mm -hmm. um like explanation and description of um a self-preservation six Mm -hmm. and i was like whoa (laughs) um and that's what i originally identified as Mm -hmm. um and it was good for what it was at the time Mm -hmm. um but it's different now (laughs) Um, but that's my experience it kind of um i started reading and doing that on my own um, I don't know, maybe sh- like a few short months later, I just mm-hmm. kind of separated from it. And I 
I just read more in about the six and then I read about nines because Colby is a nine. And so I was like, oh man, maybe, maybe even I was a nine, like, Mm -hmm. but sixes go to nine in health and things like that. So Mm -hmm. all of those ties, anyway, Mm -hmm. it just can get really confusing sometimes, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah, um, that's my experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of people experience. Cause like you were saying, Mm -hmm. there's so many like crossover things, like your, our stress and our health Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it's like, Maybe even be, it's hard to identify, am I operating from a place of health or am I operating from a place of stress, which could make my number look different mm-hmm. and, you know, the the subtypes and, mm-hmm. and all that. Colby and I are actually yep. both social nines. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I get you, girl. Yes. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and, and I think the other thing that you pointed out, Maddie, that um, I think a lot of us really enjoy about the Enneagram is that being able to understand other people, Mm -hmm. to be able to love other people well and being able to be like, oh, I want to know what you are. I want, I want to know what your number is. I want to be able to pinpoint that because I want to be able to love you Mm -hmm. in the best way possible. We were talking to meet you right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, When we were, um, did our previous episode with our moms, I, we were talking about the, um, what's your Enneatype book. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that I love about that book is uh, for each type, it says, if you love this number, this is how to love them. And I was like, Oh, this is so good. Cause I read the nines and I was like, that is exactly (laughs) how I need to be loved. Mm -hmm. Those, all those things are Mm -hmm. so on point that I was like, okay, I totally trust that if I read about a four Mm -hmm. or I read about a six, because my husband's a six, like what I'm reading is quality. It is legit. And Mm -hmm. I can really understand the people around me a lot better. So I think you're absolutely right Mm -hmm. that we really want to understand ourselves, but we really want to understand the people that are around us too Mm -hmm. and how to love them. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Elizabeth? Um, So it was my sophomore year of college Mm -hmm. and I was an RA on all girls staff um, and going into Christmas break we were assigned to take the Enneagram tests over the break. And then we were going to go straight into a winter retreat. And like, we all would go over our results as a staff. And um, so I got a two and I read over it. um, And same thing Mm -hmm. as Alyssa, like everything, what everyone tells me about myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I'm like, yes. Okay. For sure. That's me. But then even like reading about, I don't want to say the negatives of a two or like the, not as healthy too. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know when to say no and things like that. And I was like, well, I actually have always been good about taking my mm-hmm. own time and knowing that when I am like, when I take time to be by myself and recharge and spend time with the Lord, then I am best for mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, I, even in my most busy of, uh, busiest of times, I've figured out how to take that time. And, mm-hmm. um, but then I would be like, okay, but I do need to be needed. I do love to be loved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a two for sure. <clears throat> and then we went, we got together for retreat and my best friend, one of my best friends from college, um, she and I are literally we have the same name, same birthday. We're wow. super similar. <laughs> and she got a nine and she was the last one that like read over her packet and read over her results. And I was like, okay, wait, <laughs> that sounds a lot like me. And I was, I was very surprised we didn't get the same number initially. Um, cause a lot of things about two also she resonated with, but both of us were like, okay, nine really makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next year, I was an RA again, this time on a, a co-ed staff. And my boss was like, yeah, you're not a two. <laughs> and it wasn't like a, a malicious or like a judgy thing. He was just like, no. <laughs> He's like, I can see why you would go there, but um, I would like you to take it again. <laughs> and 
we ended up taking it again as a staff anyway, or as a whole residential life. Um, anyways, and I got two again, but this time nine was like the second one on my mm. thing. I think I was even like 25 points for a two and 24 for a nine. Mm. And so, and you know, people say no matter what behavioral tests you take, you can get whatever you want on any given day, which mm-hmm. I agree somewhat with that. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, okay, if I know, if I know these things about myself as a two and I, I like, and I know these things as a potential nine, it makes sense that I would score very similarly with mm-hmm. those two. So yeah. yeah. Um, the more research I've done, um, Oh, and then, and then I did take it a third time <laughs> for a different staff, and I got nine, like, blew it out of the water, mm-hmm. got nine. And then the more I learned about nine, um, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's definitely me. So, um, and even just knowing, like, two and nines are often mistyped. I know you said the same thing. So, yep. yeah. Anyways, that's kind of my synopsis. With did it. you, I mean, were you interested in doing this, or was it, like, just literally, like, put upon you? Or had yeah. you ever even heard of it before I had never, originally? Yeah, I would never heard of it. Okay. Um, we actually had, like – so that was my sophomore year and then my junior year with the male, uh, my male boss who was like, yeah, you're not a two. <laughs> um, they actually had these guys who like, I forget their actual names, but they're located like right near my school. And so we had them come in and they talked and went in depth about mainly how to like work with people because yeah. that's how, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mainly how to work with each of the numbers. And so mm-hmm. that was really helpful. But yeah, I, I can get really into these things and then I can kind of be like, Okay, I'm over it. <laughs> um, and so I kind of have been over it for the past like year and a half. And then mm-hmm. recently talking to Colby, because <laughs> um, like we're very similar, like she'll send me memes all the time of nine stuff. <laughs> um, and so recently I've gotten back into it. And then obviously with you saying, inviting us to be on the podcast, I was like, okay, I probably should brush up on this too. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, I, I can see what you're saying, where you can kind of, Elizabeth saying like, okay, you know, oh, it's kind of a cool, it's kind of kitschy, can kind of turn into like a, I don't know, just something to kind of give you more information about yourself and others and kind of call it a day, right? But I do think there's something about it that is different than, mm-hmm. for example, um, some of the other, we talked about. Yeah, like Myers-Briggs yeah, yeah. or some yeah. of the other, you know, personality mm-hmm. typing Um and I think the reason for that is, is because it focuses so much on why, not just what. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that can really say, okay, so here's your shadow spaces. Here's mm-hmm. some areas that you kind of almost use as a default, but we're not called to use that as a default. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that can be sort of the, the um, I guess I was going to say passion for keeping it sort of alive and just and having it always accessible as a tool, as opposed to yeah. like, just this like, okay, I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to apply it real quick kind of thing. Cause totally. it, it really isn't, it, it's really one too. That's not designed. It's designed to be sort of this, like, like I said, well, a tool, but also to expose and acknowledge. And it's not just like, okay, well that's what I am and moving on. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than that. And that's what I do. That's what I do love about it because it's it's the intricacies. Maddie, you talked about these in the beginning. I mean, the intricacies and the layers and oh my gosh, all the stuff that like it's just so can be so deep in the way that it, it unravels inside of us. Yeah. Um, that it can be something that we can be always exploring forever mm-hmm. and applying to lots of different phases of our lives. And and I do think even phases and stages and and developmental you know stages for sure. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, it's just, it fascinates me. So I love that you're kind of getting back into it. That's really, yeah. really cool. And looking at it from a perspective of not just like a, Hey, let's apply this so that we can all work better together. Let's yeah. apply this so we can all, you know, cause I do think that that's valuable too. Absolutely. Um, but I think it, I mean, again, it's just, I'm like, Oh, it's so much more than just even that, but mm-hmm. it, it is an awesome tool for those mm-hmm. kinds of things too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. First yeah. step on getting exposed and how you guys felt about it. I mean, how do you feel about it now? I mean, mm-hmm. what's, what, what keeps you kind of coming back to it? What, um, how does it help you? Hmm. Yeah. What's, what sticks out? Yeah. Most? Well, now that I feel confident in my type, hmm. I feel, um, more curious about it. I feel more passionate about it. I think, um, you know, in March and then through the first couple months of quarantine, I was reading, I was reading so much, you know, Mm -hmm. just Beatrice Mm -hmm. Chestnut and more Ian Morgan Cron and some, you know, random people that had different perspectives on it. And Mm -hmm. just like struggling with this identity crisis, because that's really what it is when you mistype yourself, you live out of this space for so long. Mm -hmm. And I was living out of the description of a two because I was trying to match that. And so I was essentially like, I was abandoning myself. I was not myself for like two years of high school, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was really hard. Um, And so getting this space from, um, you know, being home and stuff, I just really like dug into it and um, yeah, just became more curious about it Mm -hmm. and, um, and about myself. Like, instead of being like, okay, I have to know what I am. I have to know who I am. Just like, okay, well, what if I think of it as an exploration, as, you know, Mm -hmm. a journey? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm same as Maddie. Like I, even though we both mistyped, I knew I was self-preservation, like whatever Mm -hmm. I was, I was like very confident, like my (laughs) subtype would be self-preservation and like the self-pres too, you know, I was talking about um, sort of being youthful and very, very joyful suppressing needs as all mm-hmm. twos usually do but mm-hmm. even more so and then um yeah just sort of this happy-go-lucky which like again people had spoken that over me and that's a beautiful thing but I'm coming to find out like that's not all I am is this like happy little girl like <laughs> I'm coming into my like adulthood mm-hmm. and um I think there's always been depth to me and knowing that I'm a four now, I've had permission to like explore that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. When we were, um, I think it was two weeks ago when yeah. we were at the 11 o'clock service and you like wrote this like beautiful, mm. like description and like you just used to read from it. Oh, yes. And I was listening to it and I'm like, first of all, this is amazing. <laughs> just like her to be able to express herself in this way. But mm-hmm. I was like, all oh, the four vibes. <laughs> I can like feel them in waves coming, coming off, of off of her. <laughs> yes. But Thank it was, you. it was beautiful. Like it was, Thank it you. was like so yeah. thought provoking and yeah. like you could just hear how much there right. was behind it. And right. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I like this. Thank this was you. so good. And I was like, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Thank you. That, that does mean a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Good. Yeah, cool. That happy-go-lucky 
part of you mm-hmm. because when you read about a self-pres four, they are definitely the happiest the of the fours. Mm-hmm. Um, um, which made me cringe because yeah. I'm like, well, fours aren't supposed to be happy, so I'm not a four then. Which, like, you know, that's what happened at first. That like, sounds so four-ish. <laughs> I know. I was like, how dare they call me the happy one? Like, I want to be known as a happy four. Yeah. That's gross. But like what they mean is not necessarily that I'm always going to be happy. Right. But that like, I guess, self-pres fours, um, they, we all like, I don't know, I guess operating less out of a, um, inter like super internalized state and more of like, well, how can I use this for others? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, more go with the flow. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. And that same of like suppressing my needs mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know which fours are usually like they know what they sort of want I feel like and mm-hmm. and so that was another thing it's like oh well I don't really I'm not that like assertive or like I don't really know you know what I mm-hmm. want from this or that or a relationship or whatever um but I think that's just the self-presentness you know so mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting for sure yeah hmm. How about you, Maddie? What was it like just kind of making that shift and going through that process of realizing like, oh, this doesn't, this isn't fitting the way that I Mm -hmm. feel like it needs to. Yeah. It started to get really repetitive. I think like, um, it's almost like two years that I identified as a six, um, because it's only been maybe just a a few months that I've, um, (laughs) made the switch, (laughs) Um, but two years like living through like you were saying Ellie mm-hmm. like living through this lens mm-hmm. um yeah. that I felt like I had been given mm-hmm. um that's not putting blame on other people I made the choice to also take that on mm-hmm. because I mm-hmm. um still have a habit of I don't I don't want to do it but I live through or I take on um how do you say it? Like the expectations that people have of you mm-hmm. I or of me I want to live up to that and so I be like I try to um, be what somebody says that I am. Mm-hmm. And so in that, there was identity found in a six that I really resonated with. And I said internally, I'm gonna be that. Like mm-hmm. um, I resonate with some parts of this, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna acquire everything that this says. Mm-hmm. And then it started to like everywhere in my life, I represented those words. I think just um, like mm-hmm. the things about a six of like thinking worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. um, pessimistic, um, their desire for security, like in relationships and like physical security, Mm -hmm. things that I really resonate with. But I learned that, um, it was a lot of, um, just my childhood, um, Mm -hmm. that things that I didn't have growing up, that was why those things were valued to me, um, Mm -hmm. were, like physical safety and security. Um, and with um, unresolved trauma, like in life, um, you can really resemble <laughs> um, a type six. I mean, just mm-hmm. because um, I feel, I still, I really struggle with anxiety and I feel anxious kind of a lot. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're a type six if you are anxious. Mm-hmm. And you doesn't mean that you are a type six if you are thinking that the situation is going to go the worst or the worst. Mm-hmm. Like it happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, and so I keep, I kept going back to the Enneagram because um, 
one, like you were saying, Shannon, you're always learning. And um, it got to a point I was always learning and I kept learning and I learned new things, like um, almost reconditioned myself because I was like, that's not, that's not what this is anymore. That was very unhealthy. Um, not that sixes are unhealthy. We're all, all types are unhealthy in their own ways. Yeah. Um, but going back to that, it was just not, um, yeah, it was just the unhealthy side of me that mm. it was the words for my anxiety. Mm. And I, I really connected with it because I was like, these are words that I can't come up with my own, but I feel mm. this all the time. Mm. Um, but it's not, that's not who I am. That's my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest, um, that was so hard. And even from the beginning, I always felt like I was a four, but I didn't really talk about it. Um, I stayed shy and I just kept quiet because people told me that I wasn't mm-hmm. and that I, people told me that I was a six. And so I was like, okay, well, <laughs> just going to stay that way. Um, and yeah, (laughs) fours are pretty riddled with shame and that can manifest, you know, obviously as anxiety Mm -hmm. and also can Mm -hmm. manifest. And the other thing that's rough Mm -hmm. for fours, I think is, you know, we're really, um, we're pretty intuitive. Um, we can kind of, we have a pretty sharp instinctual component, but if you add, again, you add the shame and the anxiety to that, you uh-huh. can really appear to be, mm-hmm. have a hard time making decisions for yourself. It's the best thing in the world and the worst thing in the world. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, but you, one thing I would say about both of you two who are, you know, came out the other side thinking, okay, I'm pretty, feeling pretty confident I'm a four, is that you, the first step was, you know, kind of, Ali, you said it, the, you know, I, choosing not to abandon yourself. Another term for that is de-selfing. You, you're making the choice to actually stop and to ask yourself, what do I really think? Mm-hmm. How do I really feel? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's important to do. And I think that as young people, it's really, it does get fed to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and has probably gotten fed, you know, to both of you. And I don't think there's, there's no ill will behind mm-hmm. it. I think it's just that as we, as grownups come alongside young, young people, we want to help you grow up. We want to yeah. help you learn this. We want to help you. Mm-hmm. And so we'll put not intentionally again, but we'll put our own um, lens on you, our own worldview on you. We'll, we'll kind of apply that to you. And you're doing a good job here by just by saying like, okay, maybe I can take some of that. Some of that might be true. Some of that might not be true, Mm -hmm. but filtering it through this whole idea of, well, Mm -hmm. you know, what do I, what actually, what do I really think? How can I be honoring to myself? Yeah. That's good. So Elizabeth, what about you? What makes you, what keeps bringing you back to the Enneagram? What are you getting out of it today? That is a great question. Um, I think the more I like, learn about myself and like forcing myself to be intentional with myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like, I don't know. I've always been, I've always been able to put words to that. I'm very harmony driven. Uh-huh. And to the point of like, if any, if I sense any conflict, I jump in and no matter what my feelings are on the subject, I apologize because mm-hmm. I just want, I, I just want peace. And if that mm-hmm. means pushing down my own feelings, um, or only like get it like literally I was listening to the one the other day I forget who you guys have on the podcast but you're talking about how your anger comes out in road rage <laughs> like you yeah you are all like 
good to do, you know, regularly. But then when you're in the car, it's, you know, whatever. <laughs> Caution to the wind. Game and I, I literally, I have to drive to Camino for work. And so, you know, you get behind those people on the no passing lanes and it's just mm. so much frustration. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, okay, I can actually, you know, filter out my anger right now. And, mm. um, and just listening to you, I totally resonated with that. But even to the point of like this summer, um, like really starting to put boundaries on, no, I'm not going, I'll apologize when I'm wrong and I want to be teachable, but I'm also not going to invalidate my own feelings. And I've learned a lot about that through stay through the book this fall. Mm -hmm. Um, And even to the point of like, especially going into marriage, I was like, Mm -hmm. I cannot push down my feelings because I know that it's going to cause way more issues in the long run. It'd be better to have a hard conversation now than a way more difficult one down the line. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, even like I, I had some conflict with one of my like best friends in the entire world this summer. And we had a heart to heart recently. And I just said, I think a lot of it com- came from me finally not pushing down my own feelings. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. were so used to functioning in that space in our mm-hmm. relationship that that put a lot of stress on it. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting maybe some anger to come back at me. And thankfully, like, she was not angry at all and just said, yeah, I understand where you're coming from 100%. And so, um, yeah, I think just continuing – because I try to be really intentional in a lot of areas of life. But then when it comes to, like, understanding myself and then, like – actually moving on from that I can either like we've talked a lot recently Shannon about like under versus over functioning Mm -hmm. and I can learn things about myself and then either under function and just put them in a box and put them away and be like okay that's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that but I don't need to do anything about it or over function to the point of I like stress myself out wanting to fix it or like whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah I don't know just kind of about keeping the balance and like learning to continue to learn about myself so that I can be the best person I can be mm-hmm. um, in all areas of life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. So, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I bet you running into like that thing that you just said with your you know best friend. It sounds like just your kind of exploration and your realization about maybe some ways, some old ways you are functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I think we can acknowledge that when that happens, that's the Holy Spirit just kind of like ex- helping you see. And it's like, and it can be, I mean, it can be a God's perfect timing thing too, obviously. Oh, like, hey, now's the time and I'm going to help reveal this to you and you can kind of see this. But what happens in that is a lot of times we'll come up against this whole mm-hmm. kind of change back attitude, mm-hmm. whether it be your best friend or it could be your spouse, it could be your parents, where they're so used to you functioning and mm. and using the operating systems of which of old, right? Yeah. The way you did. Yeah. That when you come up with these kind of when you're able to kind of climb to the next like rung or hump, right? To mm-hmm. get to the top of that to to make real change and real growth happen. Yeah. Um, people will be like, ah, change back, change back. Yeah. yeah. And even sometimes inside of our own selves, we'll we'll we almost want that too. Because yeah. it is more comfortable. Yeah. Until that thing really gets solidified in mm-hmm. us and that new change and that new way of thinking and processing really yeah. kind of takes hold and we're like okay now I'm functioning on kind of all cylinders again yeah. and I'm not like in pain based on just yeah. the discomfort of the tension that it's causing but hmm. um so I mean I would say like wow I mean especially you know you had, you're saying that you feel like you identify as a type nine now mm-hmm. as you reevaluated um and it sounds mm-hmm. like you just 
have really done some, whether intentionally or just um, the Lord has revealed to you and showed you and ushered you through just some really good hard work, Mm -hmm. Um, which makes sense. I mean, you just got married. You, I mean, you had a major life change. Yeah. Um, And in that, just even that, I mean, is, is a lot where people are going to want you to change back. Mm -hmm. Well, you're married, but you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I can think of parents. I think parents have probably have a really hard time Mm -hmm. um, when their kids get married and how that's going to feel and just the difference of that. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I mean, I just say way to go, you know, good on you for, you know, kind of making some of these and some of these changes and realizing them. And it sounds like you understanding your nineness a little bit more has really helped you do that. Yeah. Because again, you're able to be like, okay, I have a tendency to stuff down or fall asleep to what I really, really want. My desires really, really are. Yeah. I also have a tendency to also stepping in and apologizing when it's not your thing. That is also over functioning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're doing their work for them. And ultimately what you need to do is differentiate, you know, yeah. like I can hear you and I want to be a resource for you, but your, your feelings are your feelings yeah. and my feelings are mine and my heart yeah. was genuine toward you in this place. And I'm, I am sorry that this is how you feel, but I'm not responsible for how you feel. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so it sounds like that's that you're really figuring that out, which is awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. So powerful. Yeah. 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 I've been, um, something to add on to that of like, people wanting you to change back. I've been really thankful Mm -hmm. for, and um, I've only known Andrew, my husband for a short period of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But even like, I'm really thankful for his graciousness and like strength to be like Mm -hmm. recognizing when I'm in that place of just, I'm fine. I have nothing going on in my head. No, nothing. Everything's fine. (laughs) And he's like, no, (laughs) you're clearly not okay. Um, Let's Mm -hmm. talk through this. And so I'm thankful for in, Mm -hmm. in light of someone who could be, uh, someone who could easily like sit in complacency of mm-hmm. my everything's fine everything's peaceful and then I go freak out on a long run or in the car or something mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful that he encourages me to actually talk through it rather mm-hmm. than just sit in that mm-hmm. um so yeah I think it's That's like good. that can be something people can be something that really hinder <laughs> but I also yeah. think people knowing you intimately in that way yeah. um can also be really powerful yeah. so does yeah. Andrew know what number he is? He's a three. Okay. He thinks. Okay. I, so I he's agree. Still yes. Exploring yes. And, yeah. yeah. I agree. I the more I listen to three, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sometimes I think he questions it just because he's one of those people that he's never really content, like in a good way. Like he's always wanting to learn more, mm-hmm. and so then I think he goes to, well, what if I am something else? So, um, but yeah, I think he's definitely yeah yeah. Even that kind of sounds like a three, but, (laughs) but yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I think you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right in that, that the people around us, um, especially somebody that is such, plays such an important role in in your life as your husband, um, him being able to recognize that and be a positive, you know, know how to love you well in that. And I mean, I experienced the same thing as a nine, Mm -hmm. my husband's a six, Mm. um, and so he really likes that security also, mm. um, but he's also very good at um, being able to have hard conversations. So we, I've had to have conversations with him. Like, I need you to pull on me a little bit. Mm. If you are, cause he has, he's extremely emotionally intelligent. Mm. So I can like walk through the room. If I'm upset about something, mm. he'll be like, she has her angry walk. He's very, very attentive to those things. So I'm like, if you are sensing something, I need you to pull on me a little bit. If I just say, no, everything's fine. 
You literally no can't take that at face value. Like, no. yeah. You have to pull me a little bit more yeah. because if you let me stay there, I will stay there. Yeah. And I just yeah. won't talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's figured that out yeah. and is yeah. more like, are you sh- like, it's a, we can talk about it. Like yeah. if there's something like, let's, let's, you know, mm-hmm. finally I'll be like, and, you know, mm-hmm. then totally. start vomiting all over him. Totally. And so yeah, totally get that. And I think there's like a, a falsity there that maybe people will think like, well, that's just women playing games and being manipulative. But what I want to say to that is no, sometimes just like men, we just need some extra help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We need some extra help to ask for the help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not always that easy for us to just be like, here's exactly what I need and here's exactly how I need it. And, you know, not able to itemize and, I mean, so we yeah. just do. Sometimes we just need extra help. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, and just like they need extra help to do different things too. Like hopefully we could, that's the whole point to come alongside mm-hmm. each other and to be, yeah. but to like, just be like, no, that's not playing games. That's not no. intentionally. No. I mean, unless exactly. you are intentionally. Yeah, unless right. you're intentionally you know doing it. Yeah. Like, no, this yeah. is my fear overriding, like my fear Absolutely. of that conflict yeah. overriding my desire to have this conversation <laughs> and like all those <laughs> Um, yeah. that, all that dialogue being like, no, you're overreacting. No, this isn't important. Like, no, don't talk about that because, right. you know, like it's not that big of a deal or you'll be fine or, you know, whatever. So I'm laughing because sitting around this table are three fours and two nines. And <laughs> that belief is real for different reasons. There are right. different whys behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That belief of, you know, kind of like I'm too much. I'm not enough. This mm. is, this is, you know, my voice doesn't, doesn't really matter. I'm making, I'm making a mountain out of a molehill, blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, is real in both fours yeah. and yeah. nines. And that's just the why is just different. Totally. The motivation behind yeah. it is different. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just thinking that, um, in mm. my head of being like too much and I'm not that mm. much, really funny. Because <laughs> um, I was thinking, um, about what you're just saying, Amy, in, um, between you and your husband, when he's, he is very attentive. Like when you walk through a room, I, and very much that way also. And so that was one of the biggest things. And I think are very similar between fours and sixes because mm-hmm. sixes are really attentive, but also intuitive. Fours just, Shannon likes to say it's a superpower of oh, a yeah. four of like being in, um, intuitive to things like that. Mm-hmm. And I can read by like hearing footsteps. And part of that, again, is also trauma because that was yeah. as growing up that was what my yeah. life was like and that's how mm-hmm. I kind of gauged what the vibe and the mm-hmm. atmosphere was going to be like for the rest of the day so mm-hmm. I like in a snap of a finger I can understand what's going on mm-hmm. and I am that person that I cannot ask mm-hmm. me asking I feel like well oh gosh well I, I can just want to talk about why so bad <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can ask but the thing is is when I do um I feel like me asking that's too much for you right now, but Mm -hmm. even the way that I am asking, it's not enough. And so you're not Mm -hmm. gonna like either way Mm -hmm. it's a fail. And, um, I am maybe not showing up for you in the way that you need me to, but even though that's what you're saying that you want, it just feels like nothing Mm -hmm. will ever be Mm -hmm. good enough. And so, Anyway, that just made me think of that. And yeah. so. Well, it's making me think of the stance component, which mm-hmm. we have not talked about yet, but it is in the book, What's Your Enneotype? So for mm-hmm. those of you listeners who go out and get that book, we've talked about it in every episode so far. It's <laughs> a really good book. But this, the stance, it reminds me of like, you know, I mean, it's the withdrawing stance too. Mm-hmm. So those beliefs are real that, that you know, I'm, I'm too much, I'm not enough. So therefore I will, I will resolve my own need. I will go, I will, I will, I will, um, 
withdraw and I will find a way internally to solve my own problem on my own. I mean, that's why the fours do that. There's so many different reasons why, you know, the different stances and the different things. What do you guys, what's the, I like just put my hand on Alyssa because we were talking earlier, um, I was at your guys' house Uh and we just got into this unintentional conversation about Enneagram (laughs) and, um, I was talking about how the other night there was this new album that came out um, mm. by Taylor Swift. It's very good. Mm. Um, but I really enjoy listening to new, like new albums like all at once. Mm-hmm. And so I sat in my bed. I probably went to bed a little early. And I put my AirPods in and I was just listening to that. And I was um, mm. writing. And I wrote this. Um, it was an unintentional poem, half of a poem, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> I was talking about um, loneliness being like the worst feeling ever but I what I wrote is in the inhale like as I'm recognizing that I'm lonely mm-hmm. and alone it's the worst but as I'm exhaling I'm like I crave this like this is mm-hmm. um me withdrawing is um comfortable and that's how I um mm-hmm. fulfill my own needs is being alone because it's almost like being by myself and being lonely never disappoints. Like the mm. company of loneliness mm. does not disappoint me. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that Ooh. just <laughs> think about. Yes, girl. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That. That's good. Crazy. That's wow. Really good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could come up with things like that. I know. I well, just... the thing is, is I discount. Like that was another thing about me identifying as a four. It took me so long to even say that because I compare myself to all of the other fours that I know, and I'm not like any of them. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. and this thing with fours being that they're very creative and they're so Mm -hmm. good with their words and um, they're very articulate. And I, anytime I heard those words, I was like, oof, that, I feel like I'm not that. Um, But it's just a lot of like suppressing because it's yeah. really deep in there. But exactly. I, um, before I let anything exit, I just compare it to something else yeah. to the point. I don't even put a pen to paper, like things like that. And so me even writing that thing the other day that I was just talking about, that was a big win, even though if it was just for my eyes and I unintentionally just said that right now and told you guys, but even if it didn't hit anybody's ears, like that was a big win for me hmm. because yeah. it doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really cool. Which, Makes me think of the idealism component. I mean, that force can be super idealistic and like, this is, I want to do this, but will it be, it's good enough for you maybe, but will it be good enough for others and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just so, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maddie and I were also talking about like the permission element, like from, for me operating out of a two, I like felt like I didn't have permission to do those types of Mm -hmm. things, like be alone and play guitar or be alone and, create a dance or be alone and write um, because I felt like, oh, well, that's super not, you know, that's super contrary to a two. Yep. And, and mm. that's not giving of mm. myself. That's being selfish. That's being, <laughs> you know, um, indulgent, if you will, of what I want to do and what, um, what would serve me in this moment. And so um, when I, you know, landed on a four, I felt like I finally had permission to mm. do that stuff. Um, and that's when I've started learning who I mm-hmm. truly am, you know, yeah, that must have just felt like a breath of fresh air. Oh yeah. So watching amazing. it was incredible. I mean, just, yeah. just watching her <laughs> step into that and like, oh, there's like a freedom there now. <laughs> yeah. Like, so different. Like, I don't know. Just not pressure. Not, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You weren't taking that square peg and trying to (laughs) ram it into that, (laughs) you know, round hole. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make this fit. Exactly. (laughs) Even though it hurts and it doesn't feel right and it's like really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm going to make it work because this is what I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good good to release that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What do you guys think about um, the Enneagram and the life stage you're at? Like, are you glad you know it now? Are you, do you see yourself, you know, applying it as you go? We just, we ask because we just asked our moms um, in the last episode um, how they felt about, you know, kind of the Enneagram in their life stage. And they were a little bit kind of like, I think timing's perfect. I'm glad I know it now, (laughs) but I'm not sure I wanted to know it back when I was, you know, in my twenties or Mm. as a young adult. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel so grateful that I know it now. You know, I'm a freshman in college who chose to stay home and, um, most of my friends left for their schools. Um, and I'm, you know, working and doing school and I have a lot of um, alone time. Really, I do. And um, I think it was so intentionally placed that mm-hmm. as I was learning that maybe, you know, I'm a four, um, that it's a gift. It really is to be able to be in the comfort of my home and with my family um, and still at this church and all those things. And, um, and just, yeah, like I said earlier, being able to learn yeah. who I am Step without like, yeah, mm-hmm. without being at a college campus and, and needing to, um, you know, sort of acclimate to that culture, mm-hmm. um, and needing to like figure out how to see people, how to do relationships. Like, um, I really have more control over that since I'm still home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel very grateful that I know it now and not like later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old COVID. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, makes you the choice: will you stay home or will you go to college? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Elizabeth, uh, I think, I think, um, <laughs> I'm thankful to have been introduced to it in college for sure. Even though I was operating out of a space of a two, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I like what both of you were saying that you, once you like truly accepted who you were, you were able to like operate much more freely, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really, just because twos and nines are so similar, I didn't really feel like Mm -hmm. I had, I don't don't know why the word betray myself is like coming up because you didn't betray yourself, but you know what I mean? Like you weren't fully being able to like step into who you Mm -hmm. are, um, where I just felt like, um, because twos and nines behavior is very similar, but the why, what you guys have said, the why is very different. Um, and so I feel like just being more in tune to my motivations, my heart posture toward things. Um, and then even like Shannon said to like stepping into a major life change. And then even like um, I'm coming upon this goal I've had my entire life of being a teacher is coming up soon. Um, and just stepping into that. What does that look like? Even thinking, um, like I've done a lot of work over the last couple of years with, um, I've dealt with like uh, binge eating disorder and body mm-hmm. image stuff my whole life. And mm-hmm. so um, I've worked on that a lot throughout college, like actually went to counseling and like, mm-hmm. anyways, just discovered more about myself through that. And so I think too, through the lens of like, um, 
I shared at high school the other night that I have trouble trusting myself and unbeknownst mm-hmm. to me, Colby and Kayla were at the under, other end of the table just saying, oh, what a nine thing to do. <laughs> yeah. um, and so like being able to trust myself in all different mm-hmm. areas, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, even though that's like hard for me to do um, as a teacher or as a wife or as someone who like wants to listen to their body and like work out and do things like that because it's good for me not because I need to punish myself or things Mm -hmm. like that um Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful to have like realized it from this early stage and just kind of apply it as life goes on and Mm -hmm. as I experience more major life changes but yeah I think that's that's awesome yeah yeah Yeah. so true so good yeah I think for me um it's been really helpful I'm glad that I know it now. Um, obviously, me knowing it earlier, I've had to do, I mean, all of us have had to do a lot more work because of yeah. being mistyped. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's almost like a relearning, and it doesn't feel like I've known it about it for three years. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm new again because I'm seeing it through this different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really helpful for me right now because I notice things in myself about um, being idealistic and. Um, even with thinking about my future and making decisions to move toward that, um, it almost makes me be careful with how I'm and why I'm making those decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes I can get really caught up in like, um, I mean, setting up fours is like being in this like fantasy world. Um, not like not fantasy as in like, um, I don't know, like princesses and things like that. I hope people don't think that because that's not what it is. I mean, um, for me, like, and I'll just be really honest, it's like, it's relationships and um, idealizing what the perfect person is like and what the perfect Mm -hmm. life is like and me being with somebody who is into music and just, we get to do that together. And um, that's been a deep desire. And sometimes like, even with people that I, this is really honest right now (laughs) guys that are just like walking out in public and they maybe i'd see them with a guitar or something and i it's like my mind i like make a formula of how this would work out and how god is going to like bring us together and it's so crazy and um i was actually just telling ali earlier like i feel like nothing is ever going to be good enough like there's always something better and so i'm just all that to say, I'm really grateful that I know that about myself because I can really like, okay, what part of me is like speaking yeah. right now and making these choices and mm. um, being really aware of that. It's been really good for me. Yeah. But yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Mm. I'm just like so um, like in awe of mm. you three mm-hmm. um, for a number of different reasons. One, like mm. thinking back on myself in my you know, late teens into early twenties, there's no way I would have embraced any of this. (laughs) I would have been like, this is dumb. I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm just, I know what, I know who I am. Like I would not have peeled those layers back that way. And I think that that's not only just who you guys are as people, but I think that just really speaks to how the Lord and the Holy Spirit is in you. Mm -hmm. And that that is a whole nother layer and aspect of that because at your age, that's not how I was living my life. I like, I've always believed in God, but I was not walking with the Lord in the way that the three of you are. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I find it inspiring and, Mm -hmm. um, 
I wish, like, I, I know that everything happens for a reason and I am where I am because of the journey that I had, but I do have those thoughts. Like, I wish I could go back and redo these years mm-hmm. and be more intentional and mm-hmm. be, have that relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and like, what would that have looked like mm-hmm. for me? So I just, you guys make me super proud and I love you guys. And like, I'm just, I am literally like, I'm just like, wow, I never would have had these insightful thoughts about myself at, you know, during this stage of my life, you know, it was all about like, let's go have fun and, you know, like, yeah, not making good decisions. So I just really appreciate your your viewpoints and, you know, just the, um, and just the intention behind how you guys are living your lives. Mm-hmm. Not to say there won't be mistakes and there won't be things <laughs> right. that you'll look back on and be like, gosh, I really wish I would have done that differently. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, just, yeah, just, it's really, really wonderful. It makes my heart feel all warm and fuzzy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, it was so fun to have you here today. Thank yes. you so much Thank for coming. Thank so you. <laughs> yeah. Such a good cap to our any of Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> Well, looking forward to January. Our next Eden Speaks podcast will be on, will come out on the 8th of January. That's 1-8-2021. That's so weird to no say, word. but also aren't we glad <laughs> yes. to say goodbye 2020. Ooh. Yeah. So that's, that's coming up. Yep. Yep. So that'll be the 8th. And then the 15th, we are planning an Eden gathering. At this point, we are unsure of whether it will be a live stream or if it will be in person. We are definitely praying and hoping that it can be in person, but we just don't know for sure if that's going to be feasible or not. Um, so we will definitely keep everybody posted on that and keep that communication flowing about what that will look like as we get closer to that. Um, and then of course, as we have been letting you guys know, just reminding you about emotionally healthy spirituality that will be starting on January 20th, that will be at here at Living Word in the sanctuary. Uh, we will have a hybrid option available for people that don't feel comfortable coming, um, but we will be leading that while watching a video together and then breaking into some small groups. Um, just a really amazing book to go through. So um, signups are available online on the website, livingwordocarver.com um, under Ministries, Eden, or you can go to the groups, um, connect and then groups page. Mm-hmm. Um, so get signed up for that because that'll be great. Yeah. It's going to be so, so good. Yeah. We're looking forward to that. Yep. All right. I'm going to pray for us and we'll say goodbye. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for these young women in this room. We praise you for their lives. We praise you for um, how you pursue them. We praise you for how they allow you to. We (laughs) praise you for how they're called to pursue you and how they're called to surrender to you body, mind, and spirit. And we just pray that they would continue to be able to um, pour their hearts out, lay their lives before you, and trust in you as you walk with them um, through this journey of life. And as they get to know themselves better, get to know you better, um, and really cling to you, ultimately, Lord. May they abide always, and may the fruit of your spirit be so bountiful in their lives, and may they always remember and know when it's time for the harvest. We love you, Lord, and we trust you. We thank you for this time. In your holy, holy, and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.